Welcome to Everything Life Coaching. I'm John Kim. And I'm Noelle Cordeaux. We are the founders of Lumia. And we're super passionate about all things coaching, and we want to share what we've learned from over a decade of coaching and training thousands of life coaches. Let's dive into the science and magic of coaching. On today's episode, a super important topic, and that is defining success as a life coach. Noelle, good morning. Good morning. Do you know what I just realized? The word success is not a word that I can spell readily. Yeah, you use only one C. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Problematic. <laughs> so uh, this is actually, I think it's such a great topic because a lot of our students, um, I think they define uh, or they fall into the trap of defining success, uh, uh, what a successful coach looks like based on numbers based on, you know, um, how much money they're going to make and all, all these things are that, that can actually, um, I think be dangerous, right. Or it can, um, make you question yourself. I agree. And another piece to consider as we're thinking about how we define success is the real and realistic timeframes that it takes in order to build a practice right. that works for your life. Um, not just, looks like something that someone else thinks works for your life. Yeah. And I think um, it's harder today uh, to come up with uh, a definition that's honest to you just because of social media and us, you know, being able to see our neighbors and everyone else who's, who's, who may be coaching and, you know, the comparison thing. Oh yeah. And the comparison thing, I think let's hit that first because um, there are so many different super rad people out there who are working and living in a way that feels really great to them. And we don't see it. We see a very narrow slice of what's available to coaches out there. And the places where we see these things are social media mm -hmm. and um, kind of looking when you Google, you know, life coach or executive coach or professional coach, um, folks who have SEO um, pretty high up there and you're going to get a lot of really weird websites. Right. So <laughs> what do you see happening in the social media sphere since I'm really not in there? I think it's hard to get accurate information on what someone's, you know, uh, practice slash career uh, really looks like because social media, um, I think we do a lot of um, filtering, a lot of, a lot of people are not transparent with where they're at in their journey as a coach, because I think if they, they actually are, they're going to feel judged. They're going to feel that, um, you know, their career uh, isn't successful. So there's a lot of exaggeration. There's a lot of, I don't know, positioning in a way that, that can be kind of false and misleading, I think, on, on, on social media. Oh, absolutely. And it's, you know, something that I've seen um, happen over the last couple of years is a trope, the rise of the influencer coach. Yeah. And that's something that you've talked about often. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of people jumping on this. Um, I'm a coach now because I read self-help books or I'm a coach now because it's cool or because I've done, you know, my own work. Uh, but most, I think most influencers, uh, as far as, uh, uh, life coaching, um, they have not educated themselves. They have not taken, uh, courses and, and gotten certification. So I think a, a lot of them are, um, saying that they're a coach, 
w- without the actual stamp, <laughs> you know? Oh, a hundred percent. And uh, you know, something that I think is is really interesting to juxtapose is the difference between the picture, the difference between the video with the caption and what you as a human actually experience living inside of your life. I, you know, I was, I was uh, uh, at a coffee shop writing yesterday and I made this little video and uh, I said, you're not a writer unless you actually write. And it, it, it raised a lot of, I think a few eyebrows and people are, well, you know, you can't judge it, 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 my if I'm a writer or not, that's my up to me whether I, I write it or not. And I, I, I meant it from kind of a professional uh, lens. And I think with coaching, if you're not actively training or practicing or, you know, if you're just thinking about being a coach, I, I, to me, that's not that's not a coach. That's someone that's thinking about being a coach. So I think on the internet, there's a lot of people thinking about being a coach, but they really haven't gone on that journey, but they portrayed themselves to be a coach, if that makes sense. Yes. And and we're going to talk about currency and we're going to talk about money and presentation. And your point really hit home for me that someone um, who is spends you know hours a day writing, perfecting their craft, playing with words, Likewise, someone who is really working as a coach, understanding their niche, understanding the population mm-hmm. that they really want to serve, getting out there in their community, whether that's online or in person, is very different from someone that posts a picture of a palm tree and says, you know, I'm, I made it, ma. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Right? Right. <laughs> and then, you know, the other, I think, very visible profile of coach is kind of um, to another trope, typically a white man, uh, older executive coach with right. years and years and years of experience, kind of, you know, jet setting, look mm-hmm. at me, make a million dollars in three months type deal. And, um, you know, that's that's called branding and marketing. <laughs> mm, right, right. We don't really know, yeah, exactly uh, what the, that person is. You know, we, we, we don't know um, how many clients that person ha- has or what he's actually doing. That, that could be a lot of fancy footwork, a lot of digital marketing. Oh, yeah. And, well, both of these examples do truly exist in the world of coaching. They're not representative of successful coaches who form the middle ground who are out there doing real work every day with mm-hmm. really cool populations um, in unique and fascinating ways. And you don't have to go very far in order to find them. What you do need is a community. And that's why our organization is hands down, I believe, one of the best out there because all of these folks are visible. You can throw a rock and hit a role model within our community. Um, and so let's let's get into it. Yeah. First up, we have Sharice Williams. She is in Atlanta, Georgia, and she spent a really long time working in, in nonprofits. She was a CEO. She was um, an, a, a former executive uh, filling you know, all of the different leadership positions. And she, I heard her give a lecture and she was talking about how her aha moment was she was striving so hard that she found herself wheeling around an airport with a broken foot. And at that moment, she was like, what the hell am I rushing for? (laughs) 
Mm. <laughs> why, why am I, why am I spending my time this way? And she came through, she went through yoga teacher training. She came through our program and she rebooted her whole life and launched a practice based on peace and joy. Mm-hmm. And she just published her first book this year. It's called Thriving While Black. And she facilitates workshops, offers keynotes, uh, and works one-on-one with clients. Yeah, that's amazing. What would in, so with her story, when when you when you think about her, what makes her a successful coach in your eyes? I think it's her relationship with herself in mm-hmm. this process. Mm-hmm. And you know, when Sharice and I talk. And she talks about, you know, you really digging deep, pulling from her soul. Um, I reviewed her book and I'm, I'm listed, um, you know, I'm one of the quotes, one of the pull quotes talking about her book. And um, when I read it, what really hit me is that Sharice is speaking to a really specific audience for the purpose of saving their lives. Right, And when I say saving their lives, I mean, turning um, darkness into light, Mm -hmm. finding joy in a world that doesn't want to give it to Black folks. And the work that she does is vital for her community. And so to me, Sharice represents someone who's a successful coach because she's walking her walk in concert with the calling of her soul. Yeah. I love that. I think that's beautiful. And I, I agree with you. I also define a successful coach um, not by how much money you make or how many books you sell, or how many clients you have, um, but more um, how you live. You know, um, I think that that really holds up. Absolutely. And then, you know, how you live can be very different. So our, the next coach that we're going to look at is Chris Clark, and she's in the Pacific Northwest. And she's another person who jumped out of the proverbial matrix, worked in very high levels in nonprofit leadership, supporting CEOs, um, supporting fundraising. She wanted to save the world. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't ultimately you know, serving her or the world, the systems were a little bit too heavy. And in her own words, she says, my practice today is a combination of one-on-one coaching around executive leadership, getting unstuck and major lifestyle transitions. She also does spiritual mentorship. She reads tarot cards. I've had a reading by her. She's fantastic. And she does freelance writing on topics that are related to her area of expertise. Mm. And so just kind of looking at at Chris's practice, she's 100% self-employed. She's thriving. She has more work than she can handle. She's turning down work. And she does maybe four or five different things that really make up all of the different parts of her that are reflected out into the world. Yeah, I love that you said she does many things um, because it reminds me of myself. Sometimes I take on so many things, uh, and then I, I I feel like I'm less potent. I feel like, oh, what am I doing? Is this you know being a coach? But uh, I think with today and 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 all the things and tools out there, um, that can be successful. That you can do you know five six different things. You could help people in different ways. You can create different communities. So. Um, all a lot of that is happening, and I, I think that can also be um, a healthy way to define success is is um, the effort that you put in, yeah, you know, play as you say, playing in the sandbox. Yeah, and when you're thinking about defining success for yourself as a coach, you know, truly 
do what you love. The world is your oyster. There's one of our coaches has a podcast called there's a coach for that because Mm. literally, you know, if, if you're a human, you have issues, there is a coach to help you. Um, Our next person is somebody that I think you can speak to a little bit more than I can because of her participation in TAT labs, but Rena Martin, she is a former prosecutor and she jumped out of the matrix big time. I just saw uh, scrolling by on Facebook that she just launched a make sex fun again, half day intimate workshop designed for the woman who wants to get back in touch with her sexuality. How fucking cool is that? <laughs> I, I love her story. And I definitely see her as a successful coach. Um, and I love how fast she went from um, our intensive to getting out there. Uh, I know she does a lot of stuff on social media. Like you said, now she's got this uh, uh, intimate workshop that she's designed for women. Um, but also the, this this um, former prosecutor DA uh, who wasn't happy in her job, um, who started to uh, pursue her passion and find her voice and now helps people with uh, uh, sexuality. I think it's such a beautiful story, you know, and um, she has so much passion. So yeah, I definitely see her and her story as uh, a success for sure. And now she's um, working on book proposals. So, you know, again, playing with different uh, mediums. Awesome. Awesome. And Rena's another person who is turning down work mm-hmm. because there's, there's too much to be done out there. And then, you know, finally, um, Brian, I know you and I have talked with Brian Simpson over the years as he kind of found his voice. Well, not, not yeah. finally, we, we, one more special person after Brian, but Brian's, um, Canadian and mm-hmm. he moved, I think to Southern California a few years ago, and he left behind a really high powered career. Um, he had a heart attack and that was a major wake up call for him to reset his own life. And his work is centered around male vulnerability, mm-hmm. love, compassion, healing old wounds. He helps others do the same. And when you talk to Brian about his work, he feels that this is really uh, his purpose that in, in, he will be talking to, you know, folks sitting next to him on a park bench about their childhood and, and helping men express their emotions and really heal. And he just rocked his first year. I think 2020 was his first year as a hundred percent self-employed and profitable coach in his space. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I've um, met him and hung out with him a couple of times and I think he's doing, um, Great work. I love, um, I know we have one more, but I love uh, that all these people, although they have superpowers, they're not, you know, they're not people with millions of followers. They're not famous. Um, they're people like like you and me. Yes, absolutely. And unless you really go searching for them because you need what they have to offer, they're not going to be flashing by mm-hmm. in your, in, you know, in your line of vision. Right, right. Um, and We'll close out with with Lauren. Um, she goes by Lauren J online. She's a former therapist, and she keeps her um, her personal information private. And she's of the Iroquois Nation, and she just launched a practice called Good Mind Coaching, and it's for BIPOC folks who feel isolated in their identity. Mm-hmm. And 
her work is so unique because she's really sidestepped the entire weight of the way white supremacy sets up um, practice and uses indigenous practices, indigenous healing methods to run her coaching for BIPOC folks. And I've never seen anyone do anything remotely like what Lauren's up to. So good mind coaching, if you want to check it out. And I, every time I hear her speak, I'm overcome with gratitude that mm. we have such a brilliant person in our community who's willing to share um, this work because it is, it, there are so few people who give voice to it in the way that she does. All our students inspire me. Oh, yeah. And uh, you've had a kind of an awakening recently with, with reconnecting with your own um, Korean heritage. Yeah. How, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. How, how has that kind of filtered into your work as a coach and how does it make you feel? Uh, yeah. I mean, just quickly growing up in the eighties where um, I was the only uh, minority, uh, most people, all the kids, you know, the cool kids around me, skater, surfer, were all, uh, you know, blonde, blue eyes. And I was embarrassed of being Korean. I was embarrassed of uh, the food that we ate. Uh, I was just embarrassed and um, I wanted to be uh, quote unquote white so bad. So growing up like that in the 80s and then now today with what's happening and also in media, um, Asian people, I think finally starting to to be represented more. Um, there's a part of it where I feel a little bit of shame and embarrassment for for wanting to be uh, white or, you know, um, back in the day that they, they used the word Twinkie, right? Yeah, yellow on the outside and, and white on the inside. And that was a compliment when someone called me that. But now I reflect and I, I'm so like embarrassed about that. And so my journey uh, in uh, discovering my, my culture and my, my, um, who I am and, and, and my and stuff like that. I've never really thought about before, but, um, now hitting me, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's been really, it's changed, um, my lenses. It's changed, uh, uh, when there's internal change like that, it changes, you know, your content, it changes what you talk about. Um, it changes my language, you know, I edit myself more. And so, um, yeah, all of that ripples outward as uh, as a catalyst, as a coach, you know. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm so proud of you for finding that part of your voice because, you know, as we're talking about defining success as a coach, for me watching you, uh, you have a platform where every um, young Korean person who bumps up against your work is going to have permission to feel pride, is going to have permission to understand um, what it's like to be othered in a society that doesn't give you a lot of role models that look like you. Mm. It's going to have permission to um, really get down with some kimchi and bone broth, um, <laughs> and, which is delicious, by the way. And you know, and you're creating space for your daughter to grow up yeah. in a world and and have an identity that's not based in something that she's not. My new apparel line is going to be called Kimchi and Bone Broth, Noel. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. And, you know, I didn't even think about that. So uh, thank you for shedding light on, on that and also a, a different angle and reminder where it's like um, your own personal journey as a coach um, is going to shed uh, light and it's going to uh, uh, create relatability and connection with uh, different you know, population. So as you grow and as you go on your own personal journey, as long as it's authentic and it's coming from a place uh, from within, um, you're going to reach different people at different 
times. And I think that as long as you are connecting with yourself and working on yourself, that that inherently um, can add to you being a successful coach. Oh, yeah. So as, as we close out with this topic, there were three areas that really jumped out for me when I was thinking about the real lives mm-hmm. of the coaches who have come through our program. And those three areas are, you know, your life, your relationship with currency and the impact that you have. So I came up with a series of questions for each of these, and maybe we could go through them together and pose yeah. them uh, for our listeners. So um, I'll kick it off. Um, life, you know, what are you doing with your time on this rock? Mm-hmm. And do you find ease in your days? Um, John, what's your relationship been with ease and joy as you've taken this path? Oh, it's so much better now than it was before. Um, these days, um, work feels like, it, it really feels like uh, uh, that connection to myself when I was 12, um, um, going into a room and, and, and playing with my Legos, losing track of time. Um, so whether I'm doing things like this, podcasting or teaching or you know, uh, creating a new product, writing a new book, all of that, it's just so fun. And so uh, because it's fun, there is ease and uh, lots of joy sprinkled throughout the day for sure. Awesome. And so, you know, if you're listening and you're considering success, I'd, I'd ask you, are you happy with your morning, your noons mm-hmm. and your nights? Mm-hmm. And do you have space to pursue interests, relationships and work that really fills you up? Yeah. You know, you and I talk a lot about life design and um, I think both of us, uh, you know, uh, have designed a life that actually produces Joy. I mean, there are, of course, there are days that are hard and, you know, we, we, have, we work a lot and all that, but uh, cumulatively, if we pull back, generally speaking, um, my life today, and I'm sure yours too, produces a lot more joy uh, because of the work that we do. So much joy. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that that rolls right into this idea of currency. Um, and I just want to be super clear that I'm not necessarily talking about money. I might be, but that's mm-hmm. a really personal choice for folks. I I met with a client um, not too long ago in October. We had coffee, and I I we were talking about I was self disclosing because we were meeting as friends, and I said, you know, my life isn't good because of having money or or not. My life is good because of the relationships that I have. Mm. And it's true. Um, So currency looks different for everyone. I believe in relational currency as the strongest force. John is is a great example of this. If I didn't have a relationship with John in my life, then the organization that we built together wouldn't exist. And so you can have a very rich life without lots of money. You can have a very rich life with lots of money because of your relationships as well. So I would challenge you to say, you know, in terms of success, um, does the way that you relate to your, your currency and your relationships and how you work, does it give you what you need to live, to love, to laugh and to eat and sleep well? I love that. And, you know, authentic relationships, um, they can't be bought. They have to be earned. And so um, I, I love that you stamp currency with with uh, with relationships. For me, it would be experience, uh, experiences. So experiential mm. currency is important to me. 
um, the power of a new experience. So whether we're talking about um, something relational or, uh, you know, jumping out of a plane or whatever, I think that uh, experiences, um, they evolve us. And so that would be a, a, a currency for me in my life. Have you ever jumped out of a plane? No, <laughs> it's funny. <'cause> I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about I have my my uh, my currency is my experiential wallet is empty, meaning uh, my currency is very low. I just I just uh, that's just my idea. No, I haven't jumped no. out of a plane, but I, I um, do you I've want been, to? Well, I've been invited to many times. I'm um, I'm afraid of heights. It's a different conversation, but I think when you okay. jump on a plane. I think you go up so high that you're actually not, even if you're afraid of heights, it doesn't bother you because it's so, it's different than being like, you know, standing on top of the Empire State Building where that's terrifying, but you're so high that it's, uh, it's not even scary anymore. But I hear the, oh, the, yeah. the, uh, the jumping out of the plane is what's, what's terrifying once you're in the, the air. It's, it feels that's good. The, I mean, your job lends it very well to being able to jump out of a plane if you wanted to. I was surprised I hadn't heard about it because I imagine that would be a a freaking hilarious uh, piece of content. So do it for the stories, John. Yeah, I think um, when I'm 50, maybe that I'll jump out of a plane. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. Fair. And, Fair. And the last one I love is impact, right? Hopefully not from jumping out of a plane. <laughs> but but yeah, um, you know, what is your legacy? Yeah. And and I think a deeper question is, do you have one? Mm-hmm. And that is, um, I think, a sad. A facet of our existence. You know, I see a meme fly by with regularity that, you know, you are meant to do more than work, pay taxes and die. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of people are doing just that with their time. And, and I look out into the world and I'm like, damn, everyone, like, what are you doing? Like, what have you done? Um, and, you know, if you're thinking about yourself and your legacy and defining success as a coach, what about the world do you want to change? What about your own life do you want to change? And how can you create it? I love the, um, for me, what comes up is the words life catalog. One of the, uh, you know, we talk about a lot, uh, content, a lot, uh, social media, a lot in our office hours. And um, the way that I look at this whole thing is like, um, it's a life catalog. It's it's me um, documenting and creating um, a life's work through uh, digital media, through audio, through books. Um, and when I look at life ca- catalog, I, I instantly think about the long game. I don't think about, you know, cause it's easy to fall into the trap of, um, okay, I'm going to give myself three months or I'm going to do this for six months. But I, I think about, um, at least for me, I think about my, my entire life and, and, and the catalog that I want to produce. Oh yeah. And, and, you know, my life, catalog is going to be very different than John's. My life catalog is the legacy of the organizations that I built, Mm -hmm. the legacy of the people who come into our program to teach and share their brilliance, the people who come in, take the education and go out into the world and create ripples. You know, every single person that we highlighted today, Sharice, Chris, um, Rena, Brian, and Lauren, you know, all of those folks started with a question of, you know, what needs to change for me Mm-hmm. And then that turned into a practice that mirrors their their legacy and the change they're creating out into the world. Yeah, and I love that we're ending on this because it's allowing us to pull back and not fall into the day to day and the trenches of a coach. And if you're successful because of your followers or your bank account or how many clients you have, but this idea of impact, this idea of legacy, this idea of your life catalog. Um, 
for me, at least it helps me um, really pull back and, and uh, you know, take a breath and say, you know, here I'm, I'm at the, the right place and, and, and I'm not going to label um, myself in a way that may be unfair because we're of where I'm at right now. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you for this conversation. I think it's an important one. And, you know, for folks who are just starting out on the path, keep in mind that you are the only one who can ever know if you're happy in your own life. Mm -hmm. And if you're not, but you're good at making it look like you're happy, then you owe it to yourself to do the opposite. Yeah. And we challenge you to create a new definition of what a successful life coach looks like. Thanks for listening to Everything Life Coaching. If you're feeling the draw to become a coach, head to lumiacoaching.com slash everything. Explore a new career that brings fulfillment, gives you a true sense of purpose and a bold community to do it with. Lumia is ready to equip you with the tools, training, and community you will need to reach your goals. If you're ready to build a unique coaching business on your own terms while making an impact on the world at large, Lumia is the next bold step in your coaching journey. That's lumiacoaching.com slash everything. And hey, if you're waiting for a sign, this is it.